Greetings. This is Arvette McLean of Speak the Universe Listens. As a very young person, I always felt that I carried the weight of the world on my shoulders, having to make grown-up decisions in order to survive a life marked with physical, sexual, and emotional abuse. While my face was smiling on the outside, on the inside, I always secretly cried and felt miserable. However, over the years, I learned some gems that helped to turn my life around. I now get to live the life of my dreams, filled with love, travel, and wonderment. And I am absolutely passionate about sharing what I have learned with you. If you want to live your best life, tune in each week as I, along with some amazing guests, share these life-changing gems with you. Inspired to be more, do more, have more. Greetings, everyone. This is Arvette McLean, and I have a wonderful guest with us today, Jay Greathouse. And today's topic is self-care for empaths and highly sensitive people. So thank you for coming on the show today, Jay. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you about this topic. Oh, awesome. So Jay is actually a holistic clinical therapist and a spiritual life coach. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got drawn into this field or got drawn to want to explore more of your spiritual self? But as far as my own personal journey with spirituality, that started, um, say, around 10 years ago when um, I was diagnosed with uterine fibroids um, and I was in a really, really unhealthy, toxic relationship. Um, And to me, um, some of the impacts of that relationship felt like a rock bottom to me. I'm I'm thinking, you know, I was 23, 24, thinking I had life figured out and, you know, grown and, and ready to live life. And no, that was not what was happening. I woke up and I said, well, this can't be my life. Whatever's happening right now, this can't be it. And I always kind of had a feeling that there was more on the inside. Um, Knowing that I was connected and guided by something larger than what was being presented to me. And I felt that at a very early age, very early. And so with that, um, I sought out support. I sought out support. Um, I sought out holistic healing methods for the fibroids. Um, and that's really what ignited my, my spiritual path to go deeper. Oh, that sounds great. So I like getting a little bit of background. And so now let's dive right into the topic, which is self-care for empaths and highly sensitive people. Yeah. So I guess First of all, if you can kind of give us a little working definition of empaths and highly sensitive people. For sure, for sure. Um, And so we'll start with um, highly sensitive people because from my experience and understanding and and research, um, that is a larger umbrella. So we'll start with the broad and go narrow. So highly sensitive people from my perspective um, and experience are those who um, are a little more uh, sensitive to their environment. Um, So you might have smell sensitivity, um, 
sound sensitivity, loud noises, synthetic perfumes um, might trigger a, a migraine or might just make you feel off a little or irritable inside. Um, overwhelming sense of navigating crowds. So um, these are things that highly sensitive people often feel. Um, it could even translate into the type of clothing they will wear. So a lot of high, highly sensitive people, if it's like a scratchy wool, something, it just won't um, be a minor annoyance. It would be something that would disrupt their ability to, you know, move smoothly through the day. So that's kind of the larger thing, just kind of um, extra uh, hypersensitive to stimuli, stimuli within the environment. Um, and it's interesting because there have been some discussions around people on the autism spectrum and how that might be uh, also an expression of highly sensitive experiences. So that's something that people are absolutely delving into more. So we take that larger idea and bring it in a little bit. So um, impacts. I just describe empaths as deep experiences of life. So deep feelers that might be mental, emotional, and even including physical. Mm -hmm. So not just people who um, are feeling their own emotions, but the key here is that you are actually feeling and experiencing the um, ongoing others. Mm -hmm. So as a highly sensitive person, you might be sensitive to the environment, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you are feeling what other people are going through. Um, for empaths, they might also be a highly sensitive person, um, but a highly sensitive person doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be an empath. Mm -hmm. So the deep feelings, um, we think of empathy times 100. You know, so it's not just being able to cognitively in your mind think, oh, I can imagine how that would feel. No, you're feeling it. Mm -hmm. It's actually in your own um, personal space. Yeah. So when you offered this as a potential topic to discuss, mm -hmm. I jumped on it because I have been often told that I am an empath. Yes. And I never actually did any research on it or tried to follow up to see, well, what exactly does that mean? I had a general ideal. And mm -hmm. then speaking with you further about it, it's just like, wow. And even I had not been familiar with the highly sensitive people. You know, I've heard the term, but mm -hmm. not really familiar with it. Um, and so with the explanation of that, I'm like, well, that may be a little of that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, do you frequently see them overlap? I would say so, yes. Um, frequently, but again, I, I do think um, the experience is pretty different in how it manifests in people. Is, is, it's pretty distinct mm -hmm. um, for a highly sensitive person who's not an empath. Um, because again, if you're thinking of someone who's feeling and connecting with others, the way your personal relationships manifest and how you engage with circles, it's definitely going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So it can overlap, um, but the lived experience is often very different. Okay. And so why, in your opinion, would it be important for us to even identify um, if you might be an empath or highly sensitive person? Great question. Great question. Um, for me, I feel like labels can be helpful 
um, to a degree. They can also be limiting. So with the work that I do, I often try when people come to me and they say, you know, I think I'm this, or I think I'm that, and you know, can you diagnose me as this? And I, I listen, and sometimes a label or a diagnosis can be helpful, but I also don't want to get stuck on that, right? So this is a really great question. Regardless of if you actually identify as an empath or not, if these experiences apply to you, this can be helpful. So listen up, you know? So um, oftentimes that might show up as somebody being um, called overly sensitive when they're growing up um, or an introvert, or if you are in a group and, and you leave feeling drained and you're not really certain why, or maybe you even start to avoid groups or crowds because you're noticing you just don't feel so great inside when you leave. Um, also with the, the, um, increase of our day-to-day -day usage with social media, um, we are constantly getting exposed to different types of experiences. Oftentimes those experiences evoke pretty intense emotions. So whether it's mass shootings, the political climate, different acts of violence that we're seeing even on TV, um, these are all things that empaths tend to take on in a way that's much more impactful than someone who's not. Mm -hmm. So again, with or without the label, that is going to impact your life. And how I often see it coming up is interpersonal problems. Again, so if you're not aware of it and you're socializing and then all of a sudden you just start to feel a little bit off or maybe people think you're short or maybe you got offended over something and they think you're sensitive, um, this could cause conflict in your relationships. Also, it shows up as anxiety, uh, depression, uh, and addictions, honestly. And so with people who are trying to fit into kind of the societal norms where um, if we think about how we were socialized growing up, um, extroverts or people who are a little more outgoing tend to be rewarded in the way that um, the um, kind of Western form of socialization in public schools is set up. So if that was your experience, typically the person who was a little more involved and engaged and outgoing um, was just naturally more awarded in, in the standard public school. Um, so again, how this shows up as we navigate adulthood uh, can look very different, but those are some of the common challenges that I see. People feeling that they don't fit in or they don't know how to socialize in groups. Chronic fatigue is another one. Again, with the constant influx of information, scrolling from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., information processing, uh, current events coming in, or an impasse that is going to impact their energy level. Mm -hmm. And so beyond like energy levels, and you spoke about depression and, um, you know, just anxiety and feeling like you don't fit in. I'm just wondering because I have a friend who she's unable to focus on her own issues because she takes on everybody else's. And she's like, I would love to focus on my own, but it breaks my heart to see other people struggling. And so I'm always stepping in. So is that possibly a symptom as well, or a sign, I should say. That could be a sign, and if that person is also an empath, that would kind of be a sign of a shadow part. So there, um, if, if, you, 
people are familiar with shadow work, kind of the parts of ourselves that have either been um, suppressed or not fully recognized. So that is a common shadow part of empaths is to feel that we must focus on everyone else mm -hmm. at any expense. Um, what I will say, it's a sign, but as we'll talk about later, it doesn't have to be the way that one lives as an empath. I will also say that codependency, codependent traits, um, that is not uncommon to be intertwined and kind of confused with being an empath. Um, and I'll, I'll have to admit that right off the bat. For a long time, I was displaying codependent traits when I thought, I'm just a deep filler. This is just how I am. I can just, you know, I'm upset because I can tell that you're upset. So we need to work this out. Again, that can be problematic in a relationship because people have the right to have their own emotional space and their own experience. So what you described is very common for people who are not um, tapped into the ways to kind of balance that experience. Okay. So. Um... Is there anything else you want to share with us before we move on into how to um, care, take care of yourself? Is there any more information about being an empath? Anyone should know, like, if this is someone that needs to listen up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, again, in general, if you're a person who feels like you absorb other people's feelings, you absorb environments, there's so many different ways that um, this can express. Some people feel it environmentally. Some people feel it through um, actually um, objects. Um, but people um, and emotions are kind of the, the typical ones that we experience. So, yeah, listen up. If you feel like you're always taking on other people's stuff, if you feel like you don't want to engage with people because you don't know how to cut that off or that everyone is coming to you with everything and you don't really know how to step outside and break that cycle. And you know, that sounds like so many people that I know. So I'm just wondering, like, <laughs> is it like more prevalent than we would think? And I guess to, um, we talk about some of the drawbacks of being an empath, but what are some of the strengths or the good things that come out of it? Absolutely. Um, I do wholeheartedly believe that this is a gift um, and a superpower when it is tapped into with a fierce heart and with strength. Um, we don't have to close our hearts to navigate a turbulent world. Um, and so that is something that takes time to learn how to do that. So the ability, again, as I said, a lot of um, empaths are drawn into helping professions. You know, I think that is a beautiful strength and a beautiful gift. The ability to actually take time and connect with someone on such a deep level, um, to care for plants, to care for animals. Again, as you said, a lot of these traits are kind of common. What makes it a little bit different is the degree to which it impacts mm -hmm. um, the, the deep filler who's actually feeling these other experiences, not just cognitively aware of how it could feel. Okay, so what would be some self-care tips, routines? Yeah, so the 
kind of the number one thing I recommend is absolutely um, having some period of time every single day, every single day that you are connecting with your own rhythm, your own heart, your own breath. It could be as short as, you know, a two minute breathing um, silence sit or a meditation. Um, I recommend at least five minutes, but some, some days we only have two and that's okay. Um, but finding some way throughout your day, um, I think it can also be very powerful to do this throughout the day. So morning, afternoon, and after your, your day ends. And that just kind of resets your flow resets your ability to check in with yourself. Empaths are typically, um, it can be described as having your heart in your head or your intuition. You live an intuitively led life. And so it's really important to move from a power, power a place of power and strength uh, with that so you are understanding what's going on. A really challenging aspect of something that can be a challenge is discerning what's yours and what's someone what is someone else's stuff when you get connected to your own rhythm and your own flow day after day that discernment becomes more accessible and you're able to identify ah that's not even mine let me take some time and release that mm -hmm. so taking time to yourself even if it's three to five minutes um, at least once a day to tap back into your own system. Mm -hmm. So that's my first tip. Uh, another thing is I am a big advocate of plant allies and um, crystals. And so for people who are open to that, this could be as simple as having um, like a black tourmaline or obsidian. Those are really great crystals that kind of help set um and we can do a whole nother talk on crystals if you want to do that but those are kind of the two that can help set boundaries and um, absorb other energy also um yarrow root and raspberry those are herbs that can be used to kind of if you drink it in a tea or you can get a tincture and those are ways to kind of help your system be supported. Uh, frankincense, frankincense as an oil or an incense to burn. That's also a great one for um, setting healthy energetic boundaries. And so using things so it can be um, herbs, aromatherapy, crystals, uh, or even something that you have, if it's a necklace that you feel particularly connected to and have a fierce heart with, wearing that and allowing that to kind of be one of your um, grounders, one of your anchors into yourself. Okay. Nature. Nature is huge for most empaths. It is rejuvenating, recharging, uh, and it is a kind of reflection of that natural way of coexisting with other beings. So I highly recommend whether it's getting out near water, um, simply sitting in the grass or by a tree once a day. This could also be part of the self-grounding practice. So if you are at a busy job or if you have a hectic day, simply taking, again, three to five minutes to step outside and breathe in fresh air can really help reset um, your system. Those are my 
first three. Um, should I pause before I have two more? Okay, well, I, I can chime in because yeah. and I never uh, took myself seriously in terms of being an empath or not, like I said, um, highly sensitive person either. But I did take a quiz recently just to see, like, where do I fall on the scale? And it says full-blown empath. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> But exactly what you say are the things that I do. Now, I have not done a lot with herbs or crystals, but I must, I must, I must take that time to myself just to be quiet, to center myself. And the best place for me to do it is out in nature. And so yes. I always recommend that to everyone that you do take the quiet time for yourself anyway, just so you can hear. And as you said, um, you can hear your own rhythms in that yes. way and then you can discern what's yours and what's not yours um, absolutely yeah so i think that's super important and again the nature thing is like once you're in nature it's just like a it release it provides a release and i actually read that it happens so quickly like um i, I can't even remember the numbers now but it may be like in a matter of two seconds just switching from the hard concrete jungle to a naturistic scene is like your brain totally shifts. And so imagine spending five minutes, just what it can do for you. Absolutely. I, I agree. And like you said, a lot of these things are just basic self-care practices. However, for an empath or a highly sensitive person, they're essential. Right. So it's kind of like um, I've described it to some of my clients, just like you have your personal hygiene practice in the morning, wash your face, brush your teeth, make sure you have your spiritual hygiene practice and your emotional hygiene practice in the morning. Also, just like you make sure you take care of your teeth, you as someone who is a deep filler or who is sensitive to the environment, it's really important to make sure these things become just as much of a priority. Great. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're doing that. You also had a post that I read a few weeks ago. Um, it said something along the lines of you felt it was about a butterfly. You felt a tickle from a butterfly that didn't even touch you. And so I thought that was that really resonated with me because I feel like that's almost the experience that um, you ask, what are the benefits of being an empath and a highly sensitive person? How beautiful is that? You know, to be touched by a butterfly internally without it physically gracing your skin. So I think that's a, a, a really beautiful way of looking at it, too. When I'm taking care of myself, I, I'm able to experience those beautiful, nuanced moments like that. Yeah. yeah. And so it's interesting that you said that because I just assume that everyone feels that. <laughs> everyone mm -hmm. that so I didn't know mm -hmm. that that's not everyone would feel that yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah well um I think the last two are related to um essentially grounding and boundaries and so a practice that I do especially if you're in the helping or healing profession um there are ways to kind of clear after you're working with someone. So one of my practices is just actually doing kind of an aura brush. What's mm -hmm. mine is mine. What's yours is yours. I honor and give gratitude to this practice. Again, something that I think people do here and there, 
but making that a part of your routine practice can really strengthen your auric field. Um, and auric just meaning your energetic sphere that kind of surrounds and emits your energy. And so brushing off, and this could look like, I love this practice because you don't need anything. You don't need a crystal, you don't need a spray, anything. You, wherever you are, you could be on the BART, on the subway, um, uh, in the grocery store, and walk in and feel maybe like a heavy energy or have a um, not so great interaction with someone. And after that, again, that comes with the awareness of what's, what's mine and what am I feeling. Just take a moment and pause. I give honor and thanks for this moment. What's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. And shaking it off literally shaking it off and clearing your energy field in those moments and the last one is boundaries anything about the grounding before i share the last one no i think move on because i think i may have something that kind of ties into both of those okay great great yeah so the last thing um that is really 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 clutch for impasse and highly sensitive people is developing healthy boundaries. Um, there was a quote, I can't recall who it's by. It was floating around for a while, but I loved it. It said boundaries don't necessarily build walls. They show people where to enter and exit. And I thought that was so beautiful because I do feel like with the you know, conversation around boundaries. Sometimes we hear about kind of cut off culture and, you know, well, if, if you're not vibing high, if you're not positive vibes only, then I'm not messing with you. You know, okay. That's some people can, can navigate that. And I also think there's another way, um, which is kind of loving people from afar or allowing people to kind of move in the way that they do, but trusting that with that strong, fierce heart, you're able to show them how to come in and how to come out with ease and grace. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you have to wall up. I've worked with a lot of sensitives and empaths who, including I'm a reformed uh, ice queen, reformed that the heart because they're so powerful and it's one of our superpowers it's the first thing that we go to protect mm -hmm. and it clenches up and just like that at any sign of being wounded mm -hmm. um but then it opens up right again you know because it's like oh but i can't this is what i know so learning how to kind of keep that in a more balanced space by trusting your yes trusting your no and that comes with that deeper connection with your intuition that takes us back to practice one of sitting and grounding and connecting with self. So when you're able to just trust that mm, this is a flag, this is a sign that maybe this person isn't aligned with my best interest right now, or maybe our energies aren't aligned at this time, how can I continue to move along my path? Um, and, and releasing them with love. Mm -hmm. A lot of empaths feel guilty or, you know, bad or shame, honestly, for not being the fixer, being able to be the one that has supported someone. And that's something that uh, really can create an unhealthy dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, so those healthy boundaries can really support 
the experience of being a highly sensitive person or empath and turning it into the beautiful gift that it is and um, reducing the chances of it being a really challenging experience. Okay. Yeah. So you actually answered my question because that was the exact thing I was thinking is like when you kind of brushing people, you know, brushing what's yours is yours and what's mine ah. boundaries. And I'm like, well, then it seems like we're missing something. Like we're missing yeah. the connection. Um, but I understand what you're saying about showing them where to enter and where to exit and just having a healthy um, boundary. So it's not like I don't want you, but kind of like under the, not like under these circumstances, but in a way that respects who I am as well. You got it. You got it. I love myself and respect myself. If you want to do this dance right now, this is how this looks. I'm willing to flow and meet you in this stance. However, I also honor my no and recognize when something is not aligned with the way that I'm flying right now and being okay with that. And, you know, again, it's, not having to chop people off left and right, um, that can leave us feeling isolated or again, that cold heart, depending on your intentions behind it. There's, there's not a problem removing someone from your life, but just being mindful of how often that's happening and kind of, you know, where that's leaving you emotionally if something like that occurs. Okay. So I'm still exploring. I'll be doing more research on things like that Um, because I do like the whole idea of it being a superpower and exploring it from that avenue. So of course I understand that, you know, you have to be in a space of balance and then it would be easier for it to be a superpower. And I was sharing with you that when I was in college, one of my friends who was a science fiction writer at the time, he actually wrote um, me into the science fiction work. And my superpower was that I was an empath. <laughs> so that would be I love that. interesting. Um, I love that. <laughs> but I think, uh, and, and I don't know, I'm not necessarily claiming it just because I took a test or whatever, but um, if I am one, one of my superpowers um, that I would say is I used to work with children and sometimes they were unconsolable because they've mm-hmm. had traumatic lives for whatever reason. And then certain things can just cause them to just really be off kilter. And there's like nothing you can do to kind of bring them back. There's no logic or anything like that. And I noticed over time that the only thing I had to do was just touch them. And once wow. I touched them, they were calm way down and so i would consider that like a superpower that may come from being highly sensitive person or possibly impact absolutely absolutely that compassion and kindness that you're transmitting simply through touch can be very powerful very powerful that's so beautiful yeah so thank you this is such an interesting topic again and um it's, it's so many things that's out there to learn about. And so I'm glad I came across you to share so you can share this information about empaths and highly sensitive people. Um, 
so appreciative of you showing up for us today and giving us this wonderful information. So um, again, thank you. And I hope everyone has learned something, even if you don't identify as an empath or highly sensitive person, you may know people in your environment who yeah. are like this, and you may be able to just to direct them to, you know, go take some time in nature. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, so again, thank you so much. And um, for everyone, um, oh, you know what? Did you have a website or anything like that you'd like to share with them? I do, thanks so much. The website is lighthouse-wellness.com um, and my Instagram is lighthouse underscore wellness. And so you can find me there. Um, you can book sessions, you can, you know, reach out for additional questions or support. So I would love to stay connected to your community as well. Um, and if anyone has any additional questions or wants to know more about some of the services I offer, um, feel free to reach out. So do you have like a list of services that you want to share with us? Yeah, I think that'd be great. So um, with the offerings, again, the, there's the holistic um, therapeutic counseling. And so uh, that's more of a traditional style of therapy infused with holistic practices. And then I also offer Reiki balancing, energy work and cleansing. And so that's kind of working with your subtle energy. Um, I have essential oil sprays that kind of help support the chakras as you're moving through um, your day to day and um, intuitive guidance sessions. And so those are really cool because it kind of incorporates some other uh, forms of support a little deeper than a standard Reiki session, but not quite as structured as um, the therapeutic um, clinical counseling. So it's kind of a, a, a merger of the two. Thank you. So you guys make sure you check out um, Jay Greathouse at Lighthouse Wellness. And also, if you can check out my website at arvetmclean.com, that's A-R-V-A-T-M-C-C-L-A-I-N-E.com. Until next time, bye.